0: Jabihari Gopi Chana Baba Giba Jarri Jajanandana Raja Janan Chana janamihade namo devagaya krishna kashtai vadtalei shrimate bhakti vilanta swaminati namine namaste Saraswati debhe golvani channe ne vishesh Jashri Krishna, Jekanna, Prabhu-nit-ananda, Shriya-bhaita-gata-dhar, sri khoda vakti Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama Hare Hare. So today we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 8, Driva Maharaj Leaves Home, Text 23. Nanyam Tata Padma Balashalotchanat, Dukachidam Timrikayam Kanchanat. You make Nanyamta tapadma te Shri-tar-ral-aṅga-numarikya-manaya Nanyam-tah-tah-padma-pala-shava-chanat tika chitam padmaya Shri-tar-ral-aṅga-vimarikya-manaya anyam no others. Tata, therefore, Padma from the lotus eyed Supreme Personality of Godhead. Dugachitam, one who can mitigate others' difficulties. Te, your, I am searching after. Kachana,
1: anyone else?
0: Tihah, who? Vrikyate, searches. Pastagrihi Padmaya, taking a lotus flower in the hand. Shriya, the goddess of fortune. Itarai, by others. Anga, my dear boy. Vimvrikya
1: one who is
0: worshipped. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Swami, Srila Prabhupada, My dear druba. as far as I am concerned, I do not find anyone who can mitigate your distress, but the Supreme Personality of Godhood, whose eyes are like lotus petals. Many demigods, such as Lord Brahma, seek the pleasure the goddess of fortune. But the goddess of fortune herself, with a lotus flower in her hand, is always ready to render service to the Supreme Lord. what's purport. Suniti pointed out herewith that the benediction received from the Supreme Personality of Godhead and that received from the demigods, are not on an equal level. Foolish persons say that no matter whom one worships, one will get the same result. But actually, that is not a fact. In Bhagavad Gita, it is also said that benedictions received from the demigods are all temporary and are meant for the less intelligent. In other words, because the demigods are all materialistically conditioned souls, although they are situated in very exalted positions, their benedictions cannot be permanent. Permanent benediction is spiritual benediction, since a spirit soul is eternal. It is also said in Bhagavad Gita that only persons who have lost their intelligence go to worship the demigods. Therefore, Saniti told her son that he should not seek the mercy of the demigods, but should directly approach the Supreme Personality of Godhead to mitigate his misery Material opulences are controlled by the Supreme Personality of Godhead through his different potencies and specifically the goddess of fortune. Therefore, those who are after material opulences seek the pleasure or mercy of the goddess of fortune. Even the highly placed demigods worship the goddess of fortune. But the goddess of fortune, Maha Lakshmi himself, is always seeking the pleasure of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Anyone, therefore, who takes to the worship of the Supreme Lord automatically receives the blessings of the Goddess of Fortune. At this stage of his life, Dhruva Maharaj was seeking material opulences, and his mother advised rightly that even for material opulences, it is better to worship not the demigods, but the Supreme Lord. Although a pure devotee does not seek benedictions from the Supreme Lord for material advancement, it is stated in Bhagavad Gita that pious persons go to the Lord even for material benedictions
1: person who goes to the Supreme Personality
0: of Godhead for material gain is gradually purified in association with the Supreme Lord. Thus, he becomes free from all material desires and is elevated to the platform of spiritual life. Unless one is raised to the spiritual platform, it is not possible for him to completely transcend all material contamination. Suniti, the mother of Dhruva, was a far seeing woman. Therefore, she advised her son to worship the Supreme Lord and no one else. The Lord is described herein as Lotus Eye, Padma Palasha Lodjanak. When a person is fatigued, if he sees a lotus flower, all his fatigue can be immediately reduced to nil. Similarly, when an aggrieved person sees the lotus face of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, immediately all his grief is reduced. A lotus flower is also an insignia in the hand of Vishnu as well as in the hand of the goddess of fortune. The worshippers of the goddess of fortune and lord Vishnu together are certainly very opulent in all respects, even in material life.
1: The lord is
0: sometimes described as shiva Vidinchi nutam which means that lord Shiva and lord Brahma also offer their respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana. Nama Om Vishnu Vidaya Krishna Prasthaya Vutale Srimate Bhakti Viranta Swamilakti Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sanyavani Pashtati Deshitarine Omagana Tibidantasya, Gananjana Shalakaya, Takshun Milli Tanyana, Tasma Shri Guruay Namaha, Shri Chaitanaman of his son, Stapi Tanyana Swayan Rupa, the like the humbly, beg the mercy of your lordships so, who so beautiful today in their cow outfit for uh, mercy and blessings to speak something Krishna conscious for all of us, and seeking your mercy, devotees, to uh, be able to speak Krishna consciously and and pleasing. So Suniti is the mother of Druva, one of the mothers, his actual biological mother. And Prabhupada's saying she's a far-seeing woman because um, she sees beyond uh, just the material side of life. At this point here, Prabhupada's indicating that Druva is seeking material benediction, which is not very far-seeing. So uh, his mother, Being his guru, one of his gurus, uh, Shiksha Gurus, is explaining to him principles from Bhagavad Gita, timeless, eternal principles about eternal benedictions. And Prabhupada's explaining in the purport that since we're eternal spirit souls, then we are uh, required to be on that platform of eternality and any benedictions that are to be permanent or beneficial would have to be spiritual or eternal benedictions.
1: So this is what
0: uh, Suniti's advising her son, Druga, to have this uh, higher intelligence and um, to see that there's a difference between worship of the demigods and worship of the Supreme Personality God Godhead. And this is something that is pointed out again and again in the Bhagavad Gita. And if any of you would like to refer to any of the verses that are um, mentioned in this purport, you can please do so. You can uh, participate and you can offer your uh, Bhagavad Gita verse. If you like. And, uh, or you can uh, write, write them down for the um, first uh, to, century to read however you like. So it's interesting how, um, in this world, because it's a material world, material opulences are um, coveted. That's what most people are looking for because it is material world and the living entity being in material consciousness uh, is going for um, that, which is um, obvious to the living entity as an opulence for someone who's materialistic. And so those who have some understanding of the Vedic knowledge, they will often take shelter of uh, uh, demigods and goddesses. They will often take shelter of uh, any of the demigods, especially Durga. And, and then also here, those who are uh, Vaishnavas or have the knowledge of the um, super excellence of the goddess of fortune, they understand that she is a goddess of fortune. <laughs> so that means that all fortune is there with her because she is the papacy of Vishnu, who is the reservoir of all pleasure and all opulences, and she is serving uh, her husband uh, in that way. And so everyone is seeing, oh, this is uh, Mahalakshmi, and she is going to give fortune, if I worship her, So, the one thing that we learn as uh, Vaishnavas is that it's not just Lakshmi yourself, it's not just Sita, it's not just Radha, it's not just any of the consorts of Narayan, it is Radha, Krishna, Radha, Govinda, um, Lakshmi, Narayan, Sita, Ram. So they're always together in that sense. And we know from the past times of Ramayana mind that it is not a sensible thing to try to take Sita or the goddess of fortune or Lakshmi away from her lord as we see what happened to Ravana. <laughs> so that was... Uh, Complete disaster, but unfortunately, that's uh, generally what's going on in the material world. Is trying to enjoy separately in the Brahman mentality, and most souls in the world today may know nothing about Lakshmi, or Sita, or Rada. They may know nothing about the goddess of fortune or even connect that opulences come from any other source. In other words, they may be thinking, by my prowess, the, these things have come, you know, by my own work, hard work and intelligence, these things have come. So not making the connection with any personality, um, which is um, a dis- complete disconnect the jiva souls become you know, separated in the sense of their consciousness disconnecting from uh, their source, the source of everything, everything that they have. So the more the connection is made, and that's what bhakti yoga is all about, it's a connection, it's a linking with um, the Lord and his um, energies, the Lord and his Consorts. So this connection is what will allow the conditioned souls to become freed from the entanglement of uh, struggling in the material world for all different kinds of opulences and wealth and different types of manifestations of fortune will help the conditioned souls to become freed from that. Uh, unnecessary and artificial struggle and they'll see that to uh, serve in, in bhakti yoga means to make the proper connection so that uh, the lord is pleased and by his pleasure everything comes and then eventually the devotees become uh, not even interested in their own pleasure which is high level of course but um most are on the level as Dhruva Maharaj is at this point in the pastime. And so therefore his Shiksha his mother, is um, saying even, even for some kind of material opulence, you should go to the Supreme Lord. That's really the proper way of, of surrendering and submitting, it wouldn't matter whether you know you had no material desires, all material desires, or whatever your situation, you would uh, properly be acting by going to the Supreme Court. So this happens in the material world. We see that in different manifestations of faith that uh, there's this. Uh, prosperity principle, you know, go to the Lord and he'll give you prosperity and if you're really dear to him, then he'll give you all kinds of things, everything you want, just you have to, you know, have that faith and make that connection and that's the result of your piety is you will get everything you desire. So, Druva being quite young, very, uh, Tender age of five, he's thinking in terms of prosperity, and it's natural for some child who is really wounded, hurt emotionally, like he, to want to, you know, react in that way, in a in a way of looking for something material rather than understanding a higher level of where to seek and who who to go to. But fortunately, he's instructed so rightly here by uh, Suniti. So Prabhupada's instructing us in the purport because he wants us to understand that obviously these pastimes are not just, you know, frozen in time. They're pastimes for all time and all Places and all souls to benefit from. So we're seeing that these are lessons for all of us. And Prabhupada's explaining that uh, the pure devotee does not seek, seek benedictions from the Supreme for material advancement. But yet at the same time, uh, even devotees who have the desire to advance materially and maybe even to consider it'll be used in Krishna service, then they uh, know that they should go to the Supreme Lord. But even more than looking for the uh, so-called broken pieces of glass, um, they're taught in the Bhagavad Gita to look for the diamonds, look for that which is valuable, the real benedictions, the spiritual benedictions, And uh, you can see that if we're coming before the Lord and we're praying on and on and on about material benedictions that we would like, just the act of coming before the Lord and surrendering in that way, over time, there's some purification there. Just like with different processes of worship and and like fire, juggies, so many times the devotees, uh, we would do these uh, hovens, you know, these fire turkey programs in people's homes, even in their apartments. We usually would always set off the uh, smoke alarms. So then we got sensible and realized when we start setting up the program, we should disengage all those smoke alarms. But anyway, that was maybe not the best thing to do in the apartment, but. Um, so the, the host family, they, you know, obviously they would tell you how we want a son or we want so many things and we want to take shelter of the devotees to, you know, have this program and um, be benedicted. So over time, you know, taking shelter like that, when they have these programs, they're chanting a lot of different mantras and Vishnu mantras, and then of course, um, always chanting Hare Krishna too, because Prabhupada taught us that, that in um, in any kind of Jagya we chant the Hare Krishna mantra is most important. So over time, uh, we could see with uh, a lot of the um, families that were having these programs in their homes, they were very, very uh, happy, you know, to be serving the devotees. And what they really loved doing was, uh, even if the devotees catered the program with prasada, they really liked serving out the prasad or whatever they might have made. And uh, they loved the kiritans. So there was so much purification there, even though maybe the original motivation was for material benedictions, but gradually, gradually, they were able to see that, wow, you know, we really like this association. We really like this kirtan. We really like how the devotees are living. And so many, many, many of them would gradually become desirous to take up chanting uh, japa, and many became initiated over the decades. So it's a wonderful process where, uh, like Prabhupada says, by association of the Lord we're purified and thus he becomes free from all material desires and is elevated to the platform of spiritual life. Unless one is raised to the spiritual platform, it's not possible for him to completely transcend all material contamination. So in a lot of these different programs that we were doing, uh, not even necessarily, you know, with a, a oven or a fire, but uh, any any nice programs uh, with kirtan and uh, kata and shat, the uh, material contamination of everybody who's participating in, in these programs is uh, cleansed, gradually cleansed, and then uh, elevated to. Uh, have the desire to chant more. Um, if they weren't chanting Java to start it, or if they were already chanting Java to increase number of rounds. And then also to to perhaps have regular programs in their home, or to at least attend regular programs where there's kirtan and kata. Because tangibly, uh, they can feel the results, they can feel the upliftment, and they can feel also the, uh, the freedom that comes from uh, participating in Jogiya without motivation, uh, without the um, desire for all the material benedictions. You know, there's a freedom in that where it's not, you know, just what I want, it's really... How about the pleasure of the Lord? And and for a lot of uh, our wonderful uh, devotees, their desire uh, is to please the devotees themselves. Maybe even more uh, concerned to make sure sasad is nice for the offerings and and then especially they're really jubilant to serve it out to the devotees and all the friends and, and many times relatives who would come to, to the programs. And that would be uh, one of the uh, highlights of the evening is to be able to share like that, you know, to be able to serve too. So these programs give the opportunity to uh, all the congregation and people maybe just coming first time to, to serve out. Um, I, I remember hearing a, a funny pastime from one of my god sisters, and she was saying how she, I think this was her first time to go visit a temple. And on the way, she wanted to collect some mangoes to bring home, not to bring to the temple. <laughs> and so... So she had uh, in her arms several mangoes she had picked on the way to the temple. She was just stopping in, you know, for a brief look. Oh, what is this temple with all these mangoes in her arms? So the uh, temple uh, was not busy at the time. There was one devotee, she was the Pajari, and uh, she was quite busy getting ready for whatever it was Going on RT or program or whatever it was, and so she was quite busy and, and rushed. She came to the door and said, "Oh, well, oh, well, thank you very much." And <laughs> in the in the rush to you know get to her services and everything, she saw the, my god sister as bringing um, boga, bringing these mangoes, you know, for your offering to the deities, where as she had not that intention to do that. She's going to bring those angles, home, huh? But just, you know, the, the uh, devotee at the door just said, oh, well, thank you very much. I'll, I'll take them right now. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really in a big hurry. And uh, by the way, uh, do you think you could take this broom and sweep the, the, the room? <laughs> do you think you could sweep the, the temple hall? <laughs> I'm kind of in a rush. She, you know, she'd never been to the temple, uh, probably never met any devotees or very few and and here's you know all her mangoes are taken away <laughs> and she had no you know um, intention of offering service but there she was she was sweeping the temple and so in this way um even though her ideas of life were um basically you know what kind of material life is there for me? <laughs> you know, what's the benediction in life for me? Then Krishna just brought her to the door, <laughs> took her uh, her own so-called mangoes, my mangoes <laughs> and they became his mangoes <laughs> and, uh, and offered her service. How wonderful. So, so, this is what's happening with Dhruva Maharaj. He's going to be offered a wonderful service. You know, he's going to be meditating and praying, and then eventually he's going to be ruling uh, his own planet as a service to the Lord, even though eventually he doesn't even want that. He doesn't even want that opulence eventually, but that's given to him, um, even though he's not expecting it. And doesn't eventually really want it, <laughs> but um, that's Krishna. He uh, says that you know he can manifest his ten arms or whatever and, and give us more than we could ever even hold. <laughs> so, um, so she gave those mangoes, and certainly in return were so many fruits of love of God and. And so, so much uh, wonderful reciprocation from Sri Prabhupada. You know, so, just making that small offering unintentionally, uh, then in Bhakti Yoga, you uh, receive the benediction of, of the devotees, and so she eventually received that wonderful benediction from Sri Prabhupada taking shelter of her spiritual master. So, Druva here. Getting that uh, supreme benediction, taking shelter his mother's instructions, um, was also you know, receiving the, the greatest fruits of um, eventually you know, meeting Narada and eventually becoming purified. So like we ourselves, uh, there's a great um, freedom and burden that We're experiencing and and perhaps uh, still ongoing, we're experiencing letting it go, you know, all the material um, things that are burdening us, trying to let those things go, all this material gain that we thought was essential, and trying to um, see that in the surrendering process then we gain a freedom, you know, we gain freedom in our heart where there's room for uh, developing pure love of God rather than the heart being uh, cluttered with so many desires for so many different types of gain. So this is a, this is a great freedom that's given to uh, anyone who's taking shelter and you can see that the, the Sankratan movement is such that it's, it's offering that freedom in a very palatable and simple way to, to all the souls. You know, they, they don't need to go through um, what Dhruva Maharaj went through. I mean, such intense austerities. Uh, Prabhupada said, you know, it's Kali Yuga and we have enough austerity in Kali Yuga as it is in this age. So make it simple, and chant uh, Hare Krishna, distribute the knowledge and distribute the prasad. Try to engage the souls, you know, in uh, cultural conquest. You know, festivals, having all kinds of festivals. So this is uh, what we're looking forward to in the future. At some point, is um, resuming. Uh, these kind of activities, especially the wonderful festivals, because in this way, everyone uh, can become attracted. It, they might read about Dhrima Maharaj and its rather curious pastimes, five and so young, amazing austerities, but then uh, who would uh, consider that they could possibly uh, imitate that? So that's not for us to do in this day and age, of course. But um, we can see that the mood of Dhruva Maharaj is, is uh, very attractive for us, uh, even in Kali Yuga, the mood of uh, taking shelter of his uh, spiritual masters, that mood of surrender, and uh, wanting to be able to uh, Attain the darshan of the Lord for eventually for uh, pure service. So, this is um, what we're learning one thing, anyway, from the past time. And uh, before there's uh, time for participation, just to conclude it's a really lovely uh, conclusion to the purport where Prabhupada's mentioning the. Lotus,
1: because we know
0: that uh, Krishna is lotus eyed, and so many aspects of his form are compared to lotuses. It's very beautiful, and then also uh, the insignia of the Lord and the Goddess of Fortune being the lotus flower in their hand, and then the um, understanding of the, um, how an aggrieved person becomes um, pacified and their grief reduced by taking shelter of the Lord, just like someone who you know sees a lotus flower, they become um, rejuvenated, less fatigued. <laughs> if you've ever gone to the botanical gardens and you've seen the lotuses, it's, it's very enlightening. You feel uh, uplifted. And so uh, the lotus is um, helping us to remember um, Krishna and uh, goddess of fortune, um, helping us to remember Krishna's devotees, like lotus-eyed gopis. And Prabhupada's concluding the purport that the Lord is sometimes described as Shiva Vrindha Nutam, which means that Lord Shiva and Lord Ram also offer their respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of the supreme personality of Godhead, Rayaan. So, so why take shelter exclusively of demigods when they are taking shelter of the Lord, Rayaan, Vishnu, Krishna? So that is what the most intelligent personalities in the material universe are doing, uh, what to speak of uh, the spiritual uh, acharyas, uh, acharyas, how they're doing this, taking shelter, Krishna, then that shows uh, the living entities that this is the proper path. You know, just there's so many verses in the Gita and you may want to share some. Um, I was just opening at a, up to uh, the ninth chapter, explaining um, why we want to engage in exclusive devotion to the Lord because it's give, going to give the real benediction, the real result. So in Agavagina 9.22, uh, but those who always worship me with exclusive devotion, meditating on my transcendental form, to them I carry what they lack and I preserve what they have. So, Dhruva was thinking he was really lacking something, but he learned uh, through his Guru's exclusive devotion. And so, uh, this is really yoga, this is bhakti yoga. Prabhupada says, in the purport by the mercy of the Lord, such a devotee never comes back to this material condition of life. The Lord helps the devotee to achieve Krishna consciousness by yoga. And when he becomes fully Krishna conscious, the Lord protects him from falling down to a miserable conditioned life and protects him from, you know, falling into uh, the desire for so many material things and material benedictions. Protects him from that too.
1: And then, text
0: 23
1: those who are devotees
0: of other gods and who worship them with faith actually worship only me, O son of Kunti, but they do so in the wrong way." And then in purport, Prabhupada saying, persons who are engaged in the worship of demigods are now very intelligent, although such worship is offered to me indirectly. Krishna says, for example, when a man pours water on the leaves and branches of a tree without pouring water on the root, he does so without sufficient knowledge or without observing regulated principles. Similarly, the process of rendering service to different parts of the body is to supply food to the stomach. The demigods are, so to speak, different officers and directors in the government of the Supreme Lord. One has to follow the laws made by the government, not by the officers or directors. Similarly, everyone is to offer his worship to the Supreme Lord only, that will automatically satisfy the different officers and directors of the Lord. The officers and directors are engaged as representatives of the government, and to offer some bribe to the officers and directors is illegal. This is stated here as a bidding poor. Come. In other words, Krishna does not approve the unnecessary worship of the demigods and um, and then he's saying in the next verse to give us the understanding why in 24 i am the only enjoyer and the master of all sacrifices therefore those who do not recognize my true transcendental nature fall down so sunita doesn't want to see her son you know falling in this consciousness in the material world um you know he's so enraged and so hurt And so she wants to see him uh, progress beyond that kind of um, fallen consciousness. So she's encouraging him. And then we'll read a few more here. Those who worship the demigods will take birth among the demigods. Those who worship the ancestors go to the ancestors. Those who worship ghosts and spirits will take birth among such beings. And those who worship me will live with me. Prophet says in the purport, similarly, a pure devotee who worships the supreme personality of Godhead only achieves the planets of Vaikuntha and Krishna Loka without a doubt. So I'll stop here. If there's any, um, one who would like to unmute or, or send to uh, um any verses you would like to also quote from the Gita or elsewhere, that... Um, elucidates
1: what Prabhupada's speaking about in the purport. Well, Samir um says that the verse quoted at the end of today's purport is from Bhagavatam uh, 11.5.33. Um, it is <clears throat> the translation is My dear Lord, you are the Mahapurusha, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and I worship your lotus feet, which are the only eternal object of meditation. Those feet destroy the embarrassing condition of material life and freely award the greatest desire of the soul, the attainment of pure love of Godhead. My dear Lord, your lotus feet are the shelter of all holy places and of all saintly authorities in the line of devotional service and are honored by powerful demigods like Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma. My Lord, you are so kind that you willingly protect all those who simply bow down to you with respect, and those you mercifully relieve all the distress of your servants. Oh, and thus, you mercifully relieve all the distress of your servants. In conclusion, my Lord, your lotus feet are actually the suitable boat for crossing over the ocean of birth and death. And therefore, even Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva take the shelter at your lotus feet. Thank you very much.
0: Such a wonderful verse. We uh, One time we did the uh, rock play, attachment play, where uh, there was a, a river, and on one side of the river was a harina party, chanting, and on the other side of the river was a conditioned soul with its different rocks, and those were his attachments, so uh, he had like a home rock, a bank rock, a car rock, or whatever rock, you know, attachment. And so uh, what happened is that uh, the Jiva soul, he sees, and here's this wonderful Sankirtan party on the other side of the river, and they're seeing him and calling him over come on over, come on over, we're chanting, we're dancing, just come and join us. And then at first the, the soul is thinking, no, I can't, you know, I have these rocks. I, I, I won't be able to cross the river. So uh, some of the uh, rock carriers, you know, they would try to take their rocks into the river and uh, would, would drown <laughs> with their rocks of attachment and material life. But those who put those rocks down and crossed the river and went to this sanctum party, they were able to um, attain the uh, happiness that they were looking for in their life. So, uh, so Druva was more or less, his mother was helping him to put down those rocks and um, and look for uh, the real essence. So a lot of rocks and maybe still have more to put down. And we're experiencing some uh, relief and so maybe we can Anyone would like to share any personal experience of um, trying to uh, um, get rid of rocks (laughs) and uh, participate more in the Sankirtan mission or anything you'd like to add? I know there's a lot of um, different s- stories about uh, devotees who came um, to the temple, and they had uh, pets or different animals, and so uh, so they needed somehow or other to uh, to take care of them. And one example was. Uh, when devotees uh, took in a, uh, a dog, I think this was in Australia because they had a farm, They uh, they were able to um, become freed from their desire for you know maintaining um, their pets for their own satisfaction, and they uh, allowed this wonderful devotee dog to. Um, become part of the community, the community to help herd the cows and do service and all of those things. So, so giving up the uh, idea of, well, this is my pet or this is my rock. And so that, that wonderful uh, devotee dog, uh, favorite food for the devotee dog was uh, halava and loved menace. So that was always available for this dog. <laughs> and, uh, and actually, um, the devotee who wrote about uh, this uh, dog in an animal book <laughs> uh, explained that uh, the devotee left his body on the farm um, from an overdose of halwa and then, so then the author of the book was, What a way to go. And so then what they did was, they, the devotees gave him a proper um, send off, you know, a proper uh, kirtan, and cremated his body and buried the ashes at the farm. And they served out a big feast for everybody. And the feast, of course, had lots of uh, halaba and reluctance so in honor of this uh, devotee dog. So, so from, um, you know, thinking of something as your rock or your attachment, like a text to your children or your spouse or your whatever, <laughs> your wealth. Um, putting it down, offering it to Krishna, engaging in Krishna's service, and um, seeing the wonderful results of engaging, connecting with Krishna. So that's just kind of... Fun little uh, pastime that shows what happens, even for a dog. Uh-huh. So we're supposed to be dogs in a spiritual master. And uh, so, if a if a dog can do it, we can do it.
1: <laughs>
0: Anybody else?
1: Well, um. This is kind of, it's not maybe as deep as like it could be, but I'm just thinking of when I was first invited to go on Harinam, I was working that evening and I knew that it wasn't gonna be very long and I could go during my break from work. <clears throat> so I, um, I had just gotten very Fancy new bicycle, and I, I I drove home during my break. I jumped on my, um, oh no! I rode my bicycle home. Brought it up to the to the fourth floor where our apartment was, my apartment was, and I ran to my car and drove to the Harinam. And when I got back from the Harinam, my bike was stolen. And I remember that I was, I felt really nervous to go in Harinam because I knew people would see me with the Hare Krishnas in public. But and then when I got back, I lost, my bike was gone. And I just remember I i had just read in the Bhagavad Gita that Krishna, when he favors a devotee, he takes things away. And I was thinking, oh my God, he took my bike away. So no, it just it just came to my mind when you were saying like we need to drop our drop the stones to cross. And so um it reminded me of that incident. That that like that really hurt because I had just gotten a bicycle like two days earlier, two days before. Wow,
0: how especially you could connect that with the favorite of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. You can see that things uh, are orchestrated by the Lord to uh, give us great impetus and sort of awaken us and give us a message, and a lesson. You know, it, it's like a kind of rude awakening, that kind of thing. And when that happens, you generally are introspective, personal thing. Wow, why did this happen? Or like you say, connected with what you've heard. Oh, Krishna is giving favor. So rude awakenings and you know you is like one big rude awakening <laughs> day after day. So it's a wonderful age for becoming Krishna conscious. It's like a very special age because it gives us um great impetus. Yeah thanks. So. I never knew that you had to sacrifice so much (laughs) in the beginning. (laughs) So, if no one else has anything to add, any more verses or anything else personal, I suppose we can end here and then we can recognize the day of the Pusha Up Shake. I don't know what's going on around the world, but. Can meditate on offering these beautiful flower petals, you know, lotus flower petals, rose petals to the Lord, and Abhishek.
1: See, this is kind of the season
0: where in India, in the Doms, things start, you know, waking up. Like the spring is on its way in the Dham. And you'll find that there's a lot of different um, festivals, like in Vrindavan, they start with many different flower festivals and, and things start um, moving after the winter season. So, so we can uh, appreciate that at this time and uh, in our own way offer our Abhishek however we would like to do it, meaning how we're going to bathe the Lord. We can bathe the Lord with the holy names, with our kirtans, you know, which is a good thing to do now. Um, everybody can do that and where, wherever they are they can do that kind of an abhishek so to speak
1: and so it's also
0: the, the Kornima so uh, we know that Lord Chaitanya is um, Goda Chandra Gora Chandra Mayapur Chandra that beautiful moon the, of the Goda Desh so, so this beautiful moonlight like Night, day is meant for uh, for this offering, so we can we can make this offering today on this uh, special occasion. So thank you very much. and um, All glories to Shri Gita, and All glories to Shri Prabhupada, All glories to some devotees. All glories to Pushpa Purnima with Krishna.
1: Hare Krishna.
0: Hare, 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 Krishna. Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. the to be and
1: My Yes, I